go for the goal, and then you're going to let it go. Whatever happens, happens, because this is how you have to detach from the outcome in order for you to actually be able to move forward without fear and without the attachment that is holding you back and that has been holding you back. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Carrie Heibel-Briner is a holistic business coach and president at Achieve Freedom Coaching. Carrie started in real estate in 2001 and was a top producing real estate agent in Minnesota for 10 years. As the CEO of a brokerage for the following five years, Carrie grew it to the number one real estate office in the state of MN in closed transactions. The agent count went from 80 to over 300 agents, and there were over 40 real estate teams running their businesses under Carrie's leadership. Her leadership, training, and coaching drove the team's success in addition to her unparalleled recruiting results. In this superstar interview, Carrie showed how to attract and retain top talent in your organization. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. My name is Dan Roshan, and today I'm really pleased to be joined with Carrie Briner. And Carrie and I are going to talk about how to grow and sustain a successful organization, a successful team. And uh, Carrie has a ton of entrepreneur experience, specifically within real estate. And she's been uh, one of the top producing agents in Minnesota for over 10 years. And then after that, she worked with a large real estate brokerage to build teams within there. And now today, Carrie is coaching, holistically business coaching and achieve freedom coaching. And she's helped over 300 clients to build their Bigger and better businesses while improving their lives. So welcome, Carrie. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So Carrie, so holistic coaching and team building. Yeah. So tell me uh, tell me a little bit about that. First, explain to me what does the term holistic coaching mean? Yeah. So where it came from was actually when I worked inside the expansion organization, which came after the brokerage and we were building, you know, large real estate teams across the country and partnering with people to help them have better lives and build better businesses with great systems and support. We started to realize something through our own failing forward and really my failing forward as the leader of that organization, which was can't always just throw business solutions at people and expect to have great results. And, you know, I started to come to this philosophy and it was just through experience and failing forward that there really aren't a whole lot of business problems because business is actually quite simple. If we could have a bunch of robots out there doing, you know, without emotions and human problems doing our business and we could program the business, it's just a bunch of systems and, you know, uh, numbers and conversion rates and 
data and um, and processes. And if it could be in you know programmed and people would just go do what they need to do, the business itself would succeed. And it's quite it's quite simple. The reason it's hard is because we have the human element. And what we started to realize is that there really aren't many business problems. There's actually just a whole bunch of personal problems that show up in business every day. And so. When we started to realize that, we started to change the way we recruited and attracted ultimately talent and also how we retained talent, which was to start actually helping them to set personal goals alongside their business goals and to actually start intertwining their life and their business a lot more so that they would actually be happier and more fulfilled, which we know when people are happier and more fulfilled, they're almost always more productive. And so instead of trying to continue to figure out how can we get them more productive, and how can we, you know, keep giving them more business solutions that, by the way, they're not using anyway, that, you know, what, what, what else can we be doing here? And so it was a process of kind of learning. And so that's really where the idea of starting our company together a year and a half ago around holistic coaching was, we have so much experience doing this. Now, can we help other people through our coaching company, whether they're a solo agent or they're trying to build a team or they have a large team and they're just figuring out what they're, you know, missing this could be it. So really, it's just about intertwining the conversation between business and personal. And when I say personal, Dan, it's not, you know, people get nervous, like, you know, are you going to help me with, you know, all my problems, psychologically speaking? Probably not. I'm not a psychologist, although I do have a psychology degree. Um, It's more about helping people just realize that they do have things from their personal life, whether it's a lack of their own growth, the lack of their own self-leadership, maybe if they've got problems in relationships, by the way, we can probably see where it's showing up in business because it's probably a communication problem. It's probably, you know, a lack of presence. Well, that probably impacts both business and personal. And so we actually identify things that are showing up in personal that are holding them back in business. But if we looked at it, that skill set would translate to both. And so now they're getting better and they're actually having better relationship, which makes them happier and less stressed out, which means they show up to work more engaged and productive and focused. And oh, that skill set they learned to have a better relationship at home, it also translates into the relationship with their clients. So that's, you know, the best way I can describe holistic is just really finding those patterns and where things are intertwining. So business would be easy if it wasn't for all those damn people. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> that's <not> the truth. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. That's so true. <laughs> so what is the common challenge that you see holistically? Yeah. That could cause a person to not receive the joy out of a business environment or achieve the success that they desire in a business setting. Where's those connections? That's a great question. I love talking about this one because I tell almost everybody, um, I think that the reason people can't become the fierce competitor in this business that they want to be is because they're too attached to their business. But if we think about being an entrepreneur, we are the business when we started. When I started my business at 22, there was nobody else in my business. It was me. And so it was hard to differentiate me as a human being and me as a business owner or my business because I was the business. And pretty much every entrepreneur, at least in the real estate or similar industry that we coach, they are their business at first. And so the problem lies in that they continue through this experience thinking that they're the business. And so even when they want to grow it, they still feel like everything, the successes and the failures of their business are not just their business, they're them. So they're the failure, they're the success. And there's a huge problem with that because there's no ability 
to remove the emotion from that and actually go be take a risk or try something or push yourself to really fail forward at the highest level possible. We like to say that we fail forward and I'm this I'm this person. Like it sounds like a great phrase. I'm just going to go fail forward, but the second we start failing, we freak out and then we stop and we get stuck because we don't want to move forward anymore because now we didn't like the way it felt when we failed. What do people think about us? Why do people not like me? You know, there's a whole bunch of things that come into play that are the human emotion component, really the ego part of our brain that freaks us out and we don't allow ourselves to detach from the outcome and realize that business, it's just the thing we get to do on this earth. It's not who we are. We're not called a human doing. We're called a human being, right? So So we're a person and we just choose to be a real estate professional or we just choose to be an entrepreneur. And so this is just part of our role that we play, but it's not us. And so if we could actually detach from that, we would go make moves that would help us to build a business and reach our full potential. But most often people won't do that. So it's about having your identity be intertwined with your business. Yet I've noticed human beings often, whether it be an identity in business, I'm a salesperson, I'm a CEO, I'm a whoever, or an identity in other areas of your life, such as I'm a husband, I'm a wife, I'm a dad, I'm a whoever. Yes. What I notice is that it seems as though if most people, if not all, have some sort of identity that they relate to themselves Mm -hmm. and business being one of those identities that most entrepreneurs will will attach, particularly Mm -hmm. in the commission-based sales arena, because it starts with one typically. Mm -hmm. And so what you're, what I hear you saying is to combine the words fail, but don't forget that second word forward. People fail and you're even using yourself as an example. And I can relate to that about, well, I, I do this, I do this, I do this, and then I fail, and now it feels, well, yeah. it feels, yeah. it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. When you attach that second word forward, it allows for you to move through that failure to the other side to either learn or to embrace whatever your scenario is. So, how does somebody mm-hmm. fail forward? How do you get to that next level? To the to the next. Yeah, so you have to be able to. I always say this: so go for it and then let it go. And that seems very counterproductive, but I work with my clients on this. You're going to go for the goal and then you're going to let it go. Whatever happens, happens, because this is how you have to detach from the outcome in order for you to actually be able to move forward without fear and without the attachment that is holding you back and that has been holding you back. Because people say they fail forward, but the second they start failing. 90% of people stop and they don't keep moving forward. And it's because it's too scary to do that because they are attached to that outcome because it is a direct reflection of who they are as a human being, at least in their own mind, even though it's really not. I mean, there's people that get nervous about what their spouse is going to think of them if they fail in this. And what if I don't make the same money? And, you know, what are my peers thinking about me and the people that I'm leading? And what if, and they have people leave their teams and they're devastated for years. They won't go recruit new people. Because it was such an emotional. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, it was such an emotional event for them, right? So here's the reality. We are emotional human beings. So we're going to have these feelings. But you have to decide to develop yourself personally if you're going to be in this business at a high level and if you really want to break through. So we like to say that business is the playground that you get to play on as a human being 
and you get to go through these challenges or obstacles. Think of it as an obstacle course. And that when you go through these challenges and obstacles, you get to be on the other side, a better person, which really is the journey of life is being developing and growing and becoming a better version of yourself, not building a real estate business. The real estate business or the other business that you're building is actually the playground which allow you to do the other thing, which is really your purpose in life. And by the way, is an innate human need. So human growth, growing is a need that we have. If you wake up every day and you don't feel very fulfilled, I can guarantee you, even if you're making a lot of money, the reason you're not is because you don't feel like you are actually growing yourself. Like you think you are, but growing yourself professionally is not the same. I'm not talking about leveling up your scripts. I'm not talking about becoming a better recruiter. That stuff is business. I'm talking about putting yourself in obstacles and challenges. And sometimes those things get put in front of you. You don't choose them. Other times you choose them to level yourself up and literally something that is going to change who you are to get on the other side of that. And when you do that, you will have the most fulfillment you'd ever have. I mean, Dan, think about this. When are some of the most, the times that you felt the most happy, fulfilled and accomplished in your life? If you look back at it, it's not after you went on vacation with a food, food drink. I mean, those are good times, but you don't necessarily feel fulfilled. You feel maybe relaxed a bit and happy you had the time. But when you overcame something and you did it and you were like, crap, I just did that. I made it happen. I can't believe that worked. That's when you have this level of self-trust, this level of self-confidence. This is when you actually know deep in yourself that you will do what you say you do, that you can overcome. And that is an actual innate human need. And when people put themselves in that position, they're more likely to keep putting themselves in that position. But for so many people, they, they stop short of that. And so they don't ever gain that momentum and that confidence. And so honestly, it's just being conscious of it and choosing the hard route and knowing that, look, I get to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to wake up and I guarantee you today, there's going to be a problem because <laughs> there always what? is. No way. And I'm going to go into that problem, embrace it and go, it is what it is, but how can I grow through this and bring the best version of myself and overcome this challenge? Because remember, it's not about the business success that I'm going after here. It's about my personal growth and development and fulfillment and changing as a human being and living out my purpose. And I'm just going to use this business to do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's okay either way because I'll continue to move forward. And people have got to get that inside of them first, I think, in order to actually move forward in the business in that way. Hey there, it's Dan. Excuse me for interrupting my own show. I just wanted to do so because I wanted to share with you. I was having a conversation with one of my buyer's agents, Lucia, the other day. And she was sharing with me she had a client that wrote an offer in today's market on 12 different homes. And she did actually end up getting the, uh, the last offer accepted. So they didn't go and rent. But maybe right now you may be in that same situation. And maybe you in that same situation, they did end up renting. And I know that that can be like, that can just suck. Well, let me tell you, since 2008, there hasn't been a single month that I've missed a closing in real estate sales on an average of 10. And I want to share with you in the last one year, I've taken 79 listings by attending 93 listing appointments. I don't say that to brag. I say that to share with you that I know how to take listings in today's market. And I want to invite you, if you want to learn how to take listings in today's market, to join me at the five-day listing challenge coming up 
You can visit www.5daylistingchallenge.com and learn how to take listings in today's market without having to cold call, door knock, or beg. That's www.5daylistingchallenge.com. Now, back to the most awesome real estate show ever, CPI Real Estate Podcast. So I heard you say that to fail forward, it's about not being attached to the Mm -hmm. outcome. Mm -hmm. Would you agree that you could be committed to the outcome, yet not attached to it? Yes. Because Dan, people, when they sometimes hear you say, don't be attached to the outcome, surrender to what is, they start thinking like, okay, now I'm getting complacent or lazy and I don't have goals. The reality is you should always have a goal. But how you get to the goal is something that you don't actually totally fully ever have control over, nor do you have a crystal ball. So what happens with a lot of people is I'm going to hit this goal and I have tunnel vision because I think I know exactly how I need to get there. And it could be because we've seen other people do it that way. It's a model we've learned, whatever it is. We just have this in our mind. This is how it's going to happen. The second something happens that doesn't fit into the the path we think, we freak out because it's not in the plan. And that means we're not going to get to the goal, which is completely untrue. So think of it as like, you're married to your model. You're going to date the process in which you get there. You're going to try different things. If you're too rigid in your path, you can't see what other opportunities exist. You can't possibly see things outside of those pathways if you're not open to it. So yeah, part if of it bl- is if your blinders are there, you, you yeah, can't be so aware then of it. Now there's yeah. this huge opportunity over here that would have gotten you to your goal. It's just a different path. And it's like, you didn't even see it. Right. Yeah. And you know, somebody leaves you and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to build this business now? Because I was pretty sure this person was going to be the person in that driver's seat with me. It wasn't meant to be. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, people get where they're supposed to go. And much of it is out of their control. And they didn't know how it was going to happen. They just ended up there. Right. So you have to be in control of what you do every day to go towards a goal, but you also have to have some flexibility to realize that there's going to be things that come your way that you should be open to because that's life. Like it's not, you can't control everything. (laughs) So let's talk about building a team. Yeah. So when you're building a team, what do you see as the most common mistake made in business in that realm of business of building a team? I would say trying to control everything. So going off of my last comment, you know, it's scary when you go from, I do it, which we all, most of us do as a solo entrepreneur to, we do it. And then gosh, to get to, they do it. That's even more difficult when you really remove yourself. Um, So I think that removing control, um, feeling coming from scarcity and really focusing yourself on succeeding through other people, which has to come from a place of abundance. Um, You know, most people really have a hard time giving you know, their business away to somebody else, even though they know that they have to eventually do that in order to be able to work on the business and continue to grow it. And so they themselves, I think, are their biggest obstacle in ability to actually see the greater picture and trust in the process. They still feel very, you know, trapped in that I need to do so much of this and no one succeeds alone. And the one thing you have to remember is when you build a business, you don't build a business. If you're a solo entrepreneur, you, you have a job. When I was a solo entrepreneur for 10 years, I didn't have a business because if I stopped working, I didn't have, I was out of business. I had a sales job because if I didn't do the job, I didn't get paid. There's nothing wrong with that, but you just have to understand that you are making income from the activities you do and it's your job right now. If you want to get it to be a business, 
you bring other people into your world and they build your business. So you have to be open to other people building your business. And that's how you actually build wealth through business. And everybody has to do both. You have to do your job and build a business at the beginning at the same time, for the most part. There have been people who have skipped that step and they took that risk and it made it happen. Most people are going to do both. And so they have to understand what that looks like. So that now here's the challenge. I think this is the biggest challenge. You have a decision as a business owner at that moment. Take on that piece of business and do your job and take that instant income right now or make the other decision, which is give that off to somebody else, not make as much money. But if you did that, you would start building the platform for what you want long term. People have a very hard time making the decision of doing what they want now or what's going to get them something now versus what they want more later. So they do the now stuff. It doesn't allow them to build what they need for later. And so having that impulsivity or but creating that self-control and understanding that. So how do you do that? Well, you have to live below your means. And that's the other issue is oftentimes people get used to what they made in their job income. They live up to their means and there's no room for them to pass off opportunity while they build the business. So they have to make that money. And so you really do have to start getting in a mode of paying yourself a certain amount, which is less than what you actually make to start preparing yourself for some of these transitions. And I think, you know, that's one thing that is really, really important for people to grasp before they start actually building their business. But I will say, Dan, there's a lot of ways to build a business. And I think, you know, you can build a business, you can build it a huge business, 10 agents, you don't do any business yourself anymore. And you can be somebody that loves to service clients. And you could have a couple of admin and, you know, maybe a couple of showing agents, and they could have a great life. And so could you. So you just have to have a clear vision on what it is for you. What does a business building mean to you? Don't try to shove yourself as a square peg in a round hole. And I see too many people trying to do that, Dan, that would also be another big mistake. I'm just building my business like this because I think it's the way I should. Well, you could do a lot of things, but what should you actually do? You should actually do what you want to do and what's in alignment for you because your level of success is going to be far greater. Yeah. And so it's about staying in the arena Mm -hmm. to embrace your God-given talents so that you can live the life that you're designed to live. And perhaps that's leading a 10,000 person organization. Maybe it's being the best dad possible, the best mom, wife possible, or whoever it is that fulfills you. Because Carrie, I heard you saying a lot about that fulfillment as well. And I have to agree with that. Now, you mentioned something about some people jumping from not working in the business or not, you know, working into that next level of, I guess that's I do it to maybe we do it, maybe not Mm -hmm. quite they do it at that point. Yet, I think, and I'm sure you would agree with this, you're always working in the business. It's just that your job description changes, you know, and and so the the job description for that we do it business is very likely going to be around recruiting the right people, uh, selecting them, training them, leading them, motivating them, and making sure that you are inspiring them for their success and helping them to achieve their goals. Yeah, that's a very different job description than the I do it, which is let me go find a listing. Yeah. And it's much easier for you to go find a listing than for you to help somebody else go find a listing. And that is, (laughs) yeah, that is the challenge. It's like, oh my gosh, it takes me so much longer to get these people to go find a listing. I could just go do this myself. And yes, of course you could, 
But if you're looking to build a business, the question is, should you? And the answer usually is no. And so for some people, they get joy in that and they are fulfilled in doing that. And there are people that I've coached that they don't. And so they shouldn't be trying to do something that they really don't want to do. And there's some options there. You can totally think about building your business in a different way by being supported by people, not necessarily completely removing yourself from the day to day to make sure that you have a good life and you can continue to service the people. And there are some people that just need to immediately replace themselves in some sort of a leadership role. So maybe they are going to be the rainmaker, so to speak. They need to insert somebody between them that's going to work with these other agents because maybe it's not them. And I think that this boils down to self-awareness. So I read something somewhere where the the number one trait of individuals who will attain long-term success, not short-term, but long-term success is self-awareness. And when I'm coaching people, and I was in this boat for 10 years, I had zero self-awareness. I just went through the motions. I did my work. I was a great real estate agent. I didn't have a great life because I didn't know how to integrate the two. I was super over inundated and also very attached to who I was as a realtor. That was defined me. And so I was very emotionally attached to that success, which drove a lot of my decisions. But all of my decisions were very subconscious because I wasn't even aware of what I was doing. There's a great book out there, if anybody is interested in reading it, that's called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And um, it's been a very impactful book in my life because what I learned is about 75 to 80% of the time as human beings, we're living subconsciously. Our thoughts are subconscious. Our actions are subconscious. Our reactions are subconscious, and we don't even know we're doing most of the things we're doing. And so when you live in the subconscious, you're being driven by your mind. So you can choose to wake up every day, either living your mind or living your life. You can't really choose, though they don't go together. And so for 10 years, I was living my mind and didn't know it. I thought it was my life, but then I realized it actually wasn't. And so that was very freeing and empowering. But that self-awareness is huge because we now can take control and we can choose how we build our life and our business versus our mind dictating it. Our mind is going to be limiting beliefs about ourselves, the programming from our past, from our childhood, from events, experiences, traumas. We all have them, little and big. It doesn't matter. It also can be these past failures that literally still haunt us, that we say that we're over, but we're not. Um, and it can be uh, you know, a whole bunch of these anxieties, fears, and stresses are some of the biggest things that subconsciously drive people's actions or inactions. And if you live in the subconscious and you're unaware, this is just your life. But if you actually go, wait, that isn't a real thought and that isn't true and I could do something about it and now I'm self-aware, I can make some very, very different choices. But that also means self-awareness about who we are. And to your point, Dan, you know, what do you really want to do? What do you want to do every day? What brings you joy? Joyful people are far more successful than people that are miserable and you'll attract better talent. You will retain better talent when you're a happy person. And if you really help them identify what makes them happy as well and how they can be fulfilled and joyful, they're going to be far more loyal to you than if you help them just make more money. Because although money is the driving force people always talk about, at the end of the day, it actually isn't. It's just what they think it is. It's a part of it. It's It's a a part part of it. It's it's a part of it. it. Yeah. Exactly. That's been my experience as well. Yeah. So what I hear you saying, Carrie, is a lot about the subjective experience. Yeah. And, and taking something that happens, whether that's in your past or something that's in your recent past or, yeah. or maybe when you were five years old yeah. that happened, mm-hmm. that then you interpret in a manner to make that mean something. Yeah. And yeah. you're talking about with your subconscious experience, I describe that as like going in autopilot. Yeah. Okay. So when you're in autopilot, you're just Mm going to go wherever you go. Yet Mm -hmm. when you're conscious, 
and paying attention, now you have choice. And so when you understand that you can be mindful of selecting how you interpret something to mean. Yeah. Then you can, at that point, you can create a new journey ahead of you. You can create a new beginning. Yeah. I mean, people will say, why have I reset my team six times, Carrie? I must just not be cut out for this. I'm so stressed out. Um, And the question is, why do you want to even build the team the way you're building it? Maybe, you know, you're not even doing it the way you should be doing it. And this could be a sign (laughs) after six times, this isn't the right path for you. Or maybe there's something else in your life that's going on right now. Yeah. That that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Usually it's a be- definitely some limiting beliefs. Usually it's definitely their self-leadership. You know, you can't lead other people if you don't lead yourself first. I also don't believe you can really take care of and love people in the sense of really wanting to see them be successful if you don't take care and love yourself first. Yeah. So lots of people have a lot of challenges with loving and leading themselves first. And it stems from lots of things in the past. Um, a lot of people have very limiting beliefs about around money or challenging beliefs around money. And that will hold them back from business success for sure. Uh, Deserving the money, you know, spending too much of it, not spending enough of it, all the things that you grow up with and are programmed with based on how you were raised um, or what you were taught. And so we dive into all of these things because again, at the end of the day, I can give you any business model that you want, but if you don't execute on it in the right way, it still isn't going to work. So what are those challenges? And oftentimes they're those challenges, but sometimes they're literally trying to put themselves into a model that they don't enjoy and don't want to do. And if you don't enjoy it and don't want to do it and continue to go through the subconscious pattern of, but it's what I just need to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it. It's like insanity, right? You're doing the same thing over and over again, getting the same result. And so the question is, well, why? And it could be a variety of things, but I oftentimes find that people aren't clear on who they are as a leader and what they really want in life and in their business. And when they can get more clear on that, then they can get behind it and really excited about it. And then they're much more apt to go, you know, do what they need to do to make it happen. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, The 10-Step Guide to CPI, Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. So before... Or perhaps, you know, I say before, but it's going to depend on who I'm talking to and where you are in your life or where you are in your business development. Yet wherever you are in your business development, if you haven't already taken the time to consider what do you value? How do you like to be treated? What are your goals? What is it that you believe in others and what is it that you believe in yourself? 
when you when you have that conversation first, fundamentally, now you can start understanding who you want to bring into your world as a foundation of understanding yourself intimately mm-hmm. first, loving yourself first. Now mm-hmm. I can help others to achieve their goals. Is that what I hear you saying? Am I summing that up? correctly? Yeah, I think that's very good. I mean, the more self-aware you are and the more you are clear, then yeah, like that's, so this is what I tell people is you, you're clear on who you are as a leader. That's important because not every leader is good with every type of person, right? Like I lead certain types of people better than others. Some people I overwhelm, some people I'm great with, and I know this about me. So, you know, I'm clear on who I am. So who can come into my world that I think I could lead well? That's a great thing because it's not going to be everyone. I'm actually not the best leader for a brand new agent. Never have been, probably never will be, but some people are. And so we have to identify some of those strengths and some of the things that, again, we enjoy doing and that we want to spend our time doing and that we believe fit into our, I always say like our zone of genius, which also is really fulfilling. And so the second thing is your value proposition. So again, people get caught up in, I have to do all of these things. Why do you have to do them? Well, because all of my competitors do that. Well, that's not true, but it's what you perceive. And you don't need to do all the things. You need to pick some things that you're going to be really, really good at, commit to, and develop at the highest level that are going to fit into who you are as a leader and the way you get your business. And that's going to be your value proposition because it's like anything. You can't be all things to everyone. And you can't be good at a bunch of things. It's just not, nobody is. You've got to figure out what your value proposition is and stop worrying about what others are. What do you have? So look at your own business. Where has it come from? How do you work in your own business? This is going to be the foundation because you're the leader and you're going to coach people to do what you do. So don't, if all your business has ever come from sphere and now you're going to build a business and you just go buy leads, how are you even going to train people to convert leads if you've never done it? It doesn't make sense that people do this all the time, right? So you start looking at what is my business model? What is my value proposition? Who's going to develop that value proposition? It's likely not going to be you as the leader. So you need to find somebody who's going to do it. And now you know who you are as a leader. You know what your strong value proposition is as a team. Now you go find who wants and needs what you have. Not everyone, just the specific people who will want and need what you have. You don't need the masses. You need the people who become your tribe, who know you, like you, trust you, respect you, want to do their business like you, love your leadership style buy into your value proposition because it fits with how they do their business. This is how you build a business. Too often people are casting a super wide net. Whoever wants to join, join. I'm going to try to be everything for everyone. And it's exhausting and you never can be great at anything, right? So I would say that's definitely another failing forward on my part and things I've learned that I think is a big roadblock for many people. So it's almost like lead generation. When people ask me, what works best in lead generation? My answer is yes. Just keep doing (laughs) it. You just have to keep doing it. It all works. Mm-hmm. It's just saying, what is it that you're going to do that you will do every single day? Yeah. And, and that you you'll feel really blessed. And you'll have, you'll have energy from doing it. Yeah. And so it's very similar as a leader. It's the same sort of concept where what I hear you saying is don't spread yourself thin. Find out where your unique God-given skill again is, it is in regards to what you're going to do to develop people and then stay within that wheelhouse and you'll have great success. Mm-hmm. So Carrie, if I am an agent and I'm building a team and I want to learn more about how you could coach me holistically, how you could be able to help me achieve my goals as a leader, as a real estate agent, as as a salesperson or entrepreneur, how do I get in touch with you? Yeah. 
Well, you can find me on any social platform. I'm definitely out there. So just go ahead and type in my name. Sometimes you see my hyphenated name because that is, many people have known that over the 22 years. But if you go ahead and just find me on Facebook, on Instagram or LinkedIn, you can DM me. That's always an easy place. But if you go to our website, which is really easy to remember, holistic coaching to me is business and life coaching. That's our website. So all together, all spelled out businessandlifecoaching.com. If you go there, you can learn about us. You can hear a little bit more about my story. You can schedule a free call. Uh, we have free uh, summits all the time for entrepreneurs. You can sign up for our newsletter. So that's a really, really easy place to just learn more about us. We always do offer a 30-minute free call, so there's absolutely no obligation, but we enjoy having those conversations. If somebody's just thinking, you know what, I think I do need coaching. I'm looking for something a little bit different. We've got some great options that are quite affordable. We were really looking to increase that barrier to entry for people getting into coaching as well, because I just know how impactful it has been on my life. And um, so there's definitely some good options that people can take advantage of. And Carrie mentioned that you can search her online. Carrie's spelling is C-A-R-I. And she also mentioned that sometimes you'll see her hyphenated name, which is Heibel Griner. Heibel hyphen Griner. There's a lot of thought to say, which is why I try not I to. Hope I, I hope I said it correctly. <laughs> you can also email me. You did. You can also email me at Carrie at businessandlifecoaching.com. And I just chatted that if, in fact, we want to show that up on the screen. But anyway, you want to get a hold of us, if you just check out our website, I mean, literally, if you just typed in Google Achieve Freedom Coaching. And by the way, to remember this, the reason we picked Achieve Freedom Coaching, Dan, is because the number one theme when we ask people, why did you become an entrepreneur? Because they wanted freedom, freedom of money, freedom of time, usually freedom of, you know, of both things, freedom to choose what they do with their money and their time, who they do it with, where they do it, right? But it's really fascinating because it's usually one of the last things that entrepreneurs ever achieve is freedom. And it's what we want to help people achieve. And freedom to people is different, right? You know, freedom from their mind, freedom from their stress and anxieties, freedom, you know, to choose. There's a whole bunch of things that people will say to us when it's freedom. But really, when you start becoming more clear and strategic and how you want to build your business and how you want to build your desired life and make sure you know what your desired life is and build your business around it. Because if you do it the other way around, I did that, you're going to end up hating both. And so we try to help people avoid that as we can. <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. I really, truly appreciate you. And for those that are listening, please go check out the uh, the resources that Carrie had shared with you. And thank you for being a member of the Consistent Predictable Income community. We appreciate you and we're here to help you in your success. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group the consistent and predictable income community. Apply for a membership on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. This is Mitch Steven. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing Dan Roshan. Dan is a top team leader in the D.C. area with Keller Williams, and he breaks down his journey. He's somebody that, you know, struggled for the first six months, like so many real estate agents do, and then something clicked. He helped me tremendously, specifically with creating systems in place. It's very important to have a process in place that works not just for you, but for also the client. If you are still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional.
Mostly, you will understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success.